Take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download Live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! You're listening to The Voice, the Summit Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk? Let's go! This is God's Journey Child, Fed Old Chestnut, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go! You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! Welcome to the two-time Spin Award nominated, two-time Stellar Award considered, controversial, off the beat radio station in the land. It is your boy, the Shaman's boy, with an all-star lineup just for you. Live on 365 Daily, and you can catch us on FB Live at TPP Radio. Let's go! Starting with... Interview with your boy, the Thomas Boyd, by appointment only. Sunday, TPV Reloaded with the Familia at 2 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the Waste of Life with Mr. Deanne Lebrine at 6 p.m. Wednesday, Illuminating Word History with Apostle Dr. Morris L. Walker at 5 p.m. Thursday, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sego at 4.30. Followed by Garcia Patterson, the reality coach at 6 p.m. Saturday, it's Saturday the Fest with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones on Friday. Music of the Spirit with Trey Milner at 4 p.m. Coming soon, the locker room with Coach D and to all of our shows on Live 365. Just download the app, search the Summer's Voice Radio Network, or watch us on Facebook Live at TPV Radio. Just like the page at TPV Radio, and you're in there. Join the family by subscribing to www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us in relationship process and You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. To the Spin Award nominated. It's the Psalmist Voice. We're going right now on TPV Radio. 
What's good, family? It's your boy, the Thomas Voice, a.k.a. Pastor Christopher Newton. And you're listening to the Thomas Voice Radio Network. Walk with us, family. Let's go! It's the family. I got a moment to 
store to see who it is. Today it's only uh, 59 because of rain yesterday, but the sun is shining. The humidity is up, so it says 59, but the real feel is 63. So it's <laughs> it's a beautiful day. We're supposed to be wondering if we're going to get snow, and instead we're wondering uh, if we should go to the beach. Yeah, I know, right? Like, yeah, I know you it's can crazy. Never, you never... say beach, 59. Right. Who's going to the beach at 59 degrees? <laughs> People who live in Michigan. 
Nah, uh, 59 degrees is considered cold in Texas. I, I don't, I don't know why, but that's just how it is. And I guess when you live here for so long, your body starts to adapt to it, and now you get cold. So it's like, wait a minute, 59 degrees never was cold to me before. But yeah, you know, it, it changes as you uh, go. But anyway, man, I hope everybody enjoys their day in their respective places. And again, uh, we thank you so much for tuning in. Well, here's some news. Of course, we kn- you know we don't do politics and all that stuff. But it is our mandate to pray for our nation and its leaders. And, of course, family, we got some, I'm not going to say bad news. I'm just going to say it just wasn't our year. Family, we, unfortunately, with all the support that all of you have given us, we did not make it to the final ballot to be voted for this year's Stellar Awards Year 2. Well, I have to tell you, this was probably the biggest voting turnout for us as a small fish in a big pond. We only missed it by a few votes. Yeah. Tell me about it. But anyway, we're just excited that we made it again, year two, and we're not going to stop. So next year rolls around, they're going to get sick of us, Brother Don and Minister Siron. We're going to be like that annoying gnat that just doesn't go away. We know it's going to be our time and our season, but maybe it wasn't just this year. Just saying. But anyway, thank you so much, CPV Radio family, for voting for us. It was fun. This year was fun. It was definitely awesome to see everyone voting, and it was an exciting time for us. And, of course, we got the spins coming up, and that's exciting in itself because we got multiple nominations on the network. So stay tuned for that. And, yes, like Brother Don said, keep those families in your prayer. We had tornadoes and all this craziness going on. Just continue to pray for those families and allow God to give them what they need at the time that they need it and let God show up and show out in their situations. Just saying. But I'm I'm very excited because yesterday we had the debut of the locker room with Coach D. That show is for men. Yeah, it's for the men. So if you are a man and you want to hear some real talk from some real men, we ain't going to preach you to death, but we're going to give you some biblical applications to help you be a better man. Well, I don't have all the particulars, and I don't want to spoil the fun. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to allow Coach D of the locker room to give you a little bit of insight on this exciting new show right here on TPV Radio. So, Brother Don, get yeah, the floor. Amen, amen. You know, this is just an extension of a ministry group that's been in existence for a while called Men of Purpose. And God just leveled up the guys, and, and you know, we came on and we got a place, and we're just, you know, the, the whole focus is, is what we say is we tackle everyday issues for the everyday man that they can get into God's plan. And that's what it's about. That's what it's about, getting out here where the rubber meets the road, rolling up the sleeves, getting down and dirty. You know, we talked about facing your Goliath. 
which is an awesome, awesome time. We learned a lot. I've learned a lot, you know, just by sitting in and listening to the other guys, other coaches come on. And it's, it's really groundbreaking. It fits a niche that's in the body of Christ now that was never there. I believe that was never there before because this is the year of the men. This is the year that the men must rise up because we see our society being degraded daily. And really, that's just the absence of men. And when I read that scripture in Ezekiel 22, when the, the word of the Lord says that God searched the land to find a righteous man, that he would not curse the land, but he found none. So that is the driving force behind what we're doing here at the locker room, that we can't bring up that level of righteousness within men to get our society back, to take it. The kingdom of, uh, kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violence take it by force. So we're taking back the men. We're, we're getting back to where we need to be in our communities, in our states, and in this nation. And I truly believe God's going to anoint this and bless this and, and, and have you know, men to come that, that we can arise. It's our time, men. It's our time to stand up. We've been in the shadows for too long waiting for someone else to do it. Now it's your time to do it. Stand up. Come tune in. Awesome guys that are on the coaching staff, awesome content, awesome follow-up ministry that we can give you in that time. And our next show, we're going to do some giveaways. So tune in. Tune in Saturdays at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, and we're going to get it in. The Men of Purpose Locker Room. Amen? Amen. Man, I'm excited, and it gets you definitely pumped up. It's not your typical run-in-the-mill men's fellowship. And see, I don't even have to go into detail with that. I know a lot of men have the same cliche men's fellowship where you go and eat, and you talk about what stuff you got and how God did it, all that stuff bumping each other's chests and all that stuff. We'll see who got the better stuff and all this stuff. Yeah, well, I'm okay. Let me let me backtrack. Let me stop. Not everyone does it. Okay, I'll put it that way. I'll put it that way. Not everyone does that. Well, I'm going to stop, Brother Don, for we already, we, we already lost, like, people already because these jokers is on the air, but it's all good. But anyway, <laughs> Mr. Siron... <laughs> We got Jovina under the hood going on in Michigan. How has it been over there in Michigan with your all sports getting these people fitted and getting ready for the summertime? It's been uh, it's been a blessing. It's been more actually I've done less all sports sales and more ministry work. Um as we stated before, a portion of the money that comes in from the all sports we use it for ministry and so uh my wife and my daughter and family they've been recording some of the ministry stuff i go out and do three weeks ago my daughter says dad uh you should start a tiktok and start showing people the ministry that you do and share who you are and so i was like well i'll pray the lord about it and see what he says you know should should i do it and add that to javine under the hood well i prayed about it woke up felt all right about it put that profile together, put the pictures on, and three weeks later, brother, I'm sitting at, well, I ain't sitting at nothing. The Lord has garnered 14,500 extra people 
to hear Amen. through the the TikTok ministry that I've got going on. And uh, so I've been doing a lot of outreach work to people across the nation. Um, I've had the opportunity for Brother Don to also show some love into the ministry work that I'm doing with homeless families and homeless vets and bullying prevention. And so, you know, I don't have a, a, other than TikTok and Facebook, don't have much platform work as far as radio and things go. But I'm out there putting the feet to the pavement, and uh, that's about it. Waiting for the new shipment of all sports to come in when they get in. We're going to get some folks under the hood and uh, continue with God's mercy to bless those in need. Amen. Awesome. That's what it's all about. And you do have a platform because TikTok and Snapchat and all of them, they are a platform and you will get your ministry across. Trust you believe because I'm still trying to figure out that TikTok stuff. I need some brother's help. I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to throw it out there. I need some brother's help. I need some uh some of my brothers in Christ to uh to get with your brother. Let's 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 chat a little bit and see how we can uh benefit one another's ministry. Uh I appreciate T P V. You reach out to me, brother Chris, and invite me to T P V and uh I, I appreciate the, the Sundays I'm able to come on and uh brother Don, you and I we speak and I've gone on the men of purpose and, and done those with y'all uh, on Thursday nights. But I sure miss that uh, daily and weekly fellowship. Yes, sir. Amen. This it's been straight bananas over here. I could be quite honest. Uh, be, between the fact that I had to go ahead and get replugged in, I think Brother Don kind of knows what I'm talking about. Because I, I, I've been saying I have a loose wire. Well, what it happened, let me explain this because you know how folks get. They be like, what are you talking about? You got a loose wire. Well, I have an implant that's in my back, right? This implant stimulates my uh, uh, pain signal, and it kind of diffuses it so I won't be walking around like a fetus all day, all hunched over. So pretty much what happened, one of those wires disconnected. So surgery number 10. Yeah, 10. So I had to go back in. They had to put the wire back in, open me up, close me back, staple me up. So, yeah, it's been one of those crazy adventures, but I'm feeling better now. The staples are out. So now I have to get my core strong again, and then we can go ahead and get what we got to get done done and get into these streets, man. It's been a long time coming. I really haven't made a lot of public appearances at all because of this going on but now i have a plan in place and we gonna get in these streets man because i miss the people i miss the fellowship yes i love you know being in my nice little bat cave but it's nothing like being out there and being able to shake hands with the people and to fellowship with the people and we can't wait to get out and fellowship and i am excited but yes spin awards are coming up stay tuned and yes here's another announcement i just found out yesterday 
right, that the, the Psalmist Voice Radio Network podcast are on Roku TV. Yeah. Hallelujah. We're on Roku awesome. TV. So, how you get it? Well, it's an app called Endless Podcast, and if you're watching virtual right now, you'll see the little emblem that's on my right side. It says Endless Podcast. Once you look it up, you click that app, type in the Thomas Voice Radio Network. Yes, I know it's a lot of words, but it's worth it. You'll see our logo pop up, hit the heart button, save it. So if you miss any of our live shows, you can hear it on Roku TV on Endless Podcast. We're also on TuneIn app. You can listen to all of our podcasts there, blocktalkradio.com. You can listen to us there. You can go to our website, www.tpvradionetwork.com. You can go to Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. Our podcasts are also there. Actually, Brother Don's locker room is actually on the website. That is the latest upload from us. So if you missed the show yesterday, just go to Spotify, click the play, you're in there. If you missed it, you can go to Endless Podcast on Roku TV, type the Summer Sports Radio Network, click the, the locker room. It's up there. We're also on Google. Yeah, I found all this out yesterday, y'all. We're on Google Podcast. If you missed it, you can go to Google Podcast, type in the Thomas Voice Radio Network, and boom. So everywhere, we're just about everywhere. If you want to listen to our live radio station, of course, download Live 365, search the Thomas Voice Radio Network, hit the heart button, and you can listen to our live radio 24-7-365. So, yeah, woo. That's a lot, Brother Don and uh, Mr. Tyron. Good night. We busy. And I don't even know where else we're at yet, but I'll find out uh, as we go. All of this has just came to me in the last couple of days. So it's been straight bananas over here learning that we are out there a whole lot more than I thought we were. So, But that's God, because I didn't even know. Just saying. So anyway, done enough talking. Let's get the shout-outs out the way, shall we? Shall we? Shout-outs go out to my kiddos, CJ Tajanik, Jalen Tyreek, Ian, and Tajanay. Daddy loves you all to pieces. And, of course, my first lady, Shanice Newton, she's back to work. She's doing her thing, and we praise God for what he is doing for her. Five years she waited to go back to work. Now she's back where she wanted to be. So I thank God for that she also helps me out a lot with tpb enterprises tpg ministries a lot of stuff she does behind the scenes but now i gotta learn how to do all this myself fellas and i'm glad i got a little bit of training because she gonna be working and i'm gonna be fully doing the both sides radio and the other side to keep us going so it's a lot but i thank god for it because this is my job this thing Anyway, I gotta give praise. I gotta praise God for you, Radio Family, for doing your thing, telling your family, telling Pookie and JJ, all of your family up in a block that the Thomas Voice Radio Network is on the air. God bless all of you. Special shout out, of course, goes out 
Sue, Jovina Distributing, also Jovina Under the Hood. Special shout out go to, goes out to KBRG, Nano Purpose, and Apostle Farcell Walker. God bless all of you. And if you didn't get his book, get Pastor Nehemiah's book, The Christian Comeback. It is on Amazon or, or uh, what do you call it? Oh, man. Uh, 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 it, it's the book app. I'll remember it Kindle. by the time I broadcast. Kindle. So. Kindle. 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 Yes. Kindle get it. Get it on Kindle. Yes. Get it on Kindle Books. It's an awesome book, and it actually corresponds to what we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks in regards to mental health, spiritual attacks, all that stuff, and, and coming back. It's an awesome book. It's a great read. Get the book. Just saying. So that's all my announcements. For this week. So, Mr. Siron, you have any shout outs? Absolutely, absolutely. First, I'd like to give uh, thanks and glory to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit because without them, we don't have no ministry. We don't have our substance to our lives. And so, giving honor to them. To my beautiful wife and best friend, Hazel, who stands by me through anything and all things. You got to love a woman who will let you collect Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel, Swords, and various other kid-like stuff. And to my children, <laughs> who are not sure if they are <laughs> supposed to play with me or not. <laughs> all the toys and stuff. Uh, and for, my, for, for you, Brother Don, and for the other brothers that uh, I have in my life, um, there's, you know, been some, some, uh, separation, but togetherness has never been a question, you know, love from a distance is just the same as love in the same room. And I thank God for all my brothers and sisters in ministry and for every opportunity I get to glorify God, whether I'm feeding the homeless or giving a listening ear to someone who's in dire straits from abuse of some sorts. I thank God for making me available to be a blessing to them as the blessings I've received. And uh, back to you. Yes, sir. Brother Don, your shout out. Yes, sir. First and foremost, I got to give a shout out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, I just, man, I just can't say how amazing he is enough. I mean, he just really, really just kind of shows up every single time and and he's just been miraculous in my life and i just want to give a special shout out to him today um because he is just that awesome and i got to give a shout out to my wife my bride my first lady for you know being there supporting me for allowing you know ministry to come and go forth and i just thank god for tpv ministries i gotta give a shout out to them because they've given me a platform and and believed in me and allowed the Holy Spirit to work in my life through the various ministries and the vision that they have. I just thank God for them. And to all the ministry staff and brothers that, that, that are on TPV, I just thank God for each and every one of you because every time we get together, I grow a little bit, and I appreciate that. I really do. You know, even a, a old knucklehead like me, you know, we get together and and in a little bit, I learn a little bit each and every time I'm with you guys. I just thank God for you guys, you know. And I want to give a shout-out to you, family, because 
this is for you. This is where God has used us for you. And you've always been faithful, tuning in, listening to us. And you can hear even the psalmist's voice, how God has really expanded where we're at now, how visible we are. I remember when I first started with these guys, man, we were just a little blip on the on the radar screen. Now we're seen all over the place, and that is just nothing but God, nothing but God, because I can attest none of us actively go out there and campaign like that. That's God doing the campaigning for us, and I just want to thank you, family, for making that possible. Amen? Amen. Well, family, we got the last part of this series, Arrested Development, and we're going to go in. It's pretty short and sweet but it's to the point and it'll help you get out of your arrested development and be freed by the spirit of Jesus Christ not by me not by my words but by the spirit of God because I'm telling you know what I'm talking about when you die to yourself God does the rest I'm just saying but I'm going to save it for the dinner. So, family, locked and loaded. Y'all ready to get it in? Of course you know what time it is. But I just got to know one thing. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? D.P.C. Radio Family, the familiar. Are you ready to walk? Well, I'm ready to walk. Brother Don, Mrs. Iran, are you ready? Two, one. Yes, sir. Let's get it in. Let's get it. Let's go. Of course, we got the first song on the rotation. Shout out goes to Colleen's own Jokia with Yahweh. She is number two on the gospel billboard chart from right here. CTX, Yahweh is first. Then my boy. Sterling Roberts, all the way from Trinidad and Tobago and making his way to Texas with Fortress, with his new one. And, of course, Sam Roberts and the Levites featuring Jay Moss with Heartstrings. You're listening to the hottest, most off-street rack Christian radio show in the land. It's the Thomas Voice Radio Network. It's the Thomas Voice Reloaded. When we come back, final part of the series of Arrested Development. Check us out right now, Facebook Live, TPV Radio, or listen to us, www.tpvradionetwork.com. Click the Live Now button, and you can get in or call in, 515-605-9873. We'll be right back after this. Don't you dare move a muscle. This is the sound of the
This is Pastor Bill Jenkins of Destiland Christian Center in Rancho Cucamonga, California, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go! It is, it is, it is now time to get your spiritual fix and uplifting word with yours truly, the Psalmist Voice. Uh, this is the hottest Christian radio show on the planet. Are you ready, are you ready to, walk? to walk? Let's go! For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! in the building, 
Now, of course, we went through a lot in this series. There was a lot to cover. If you missed it, please go back to all of the platforms to get the lessons because it's a lot of meat. Now, we're going to get right to the meat and potatoes here, and we're going to start by establishing faith. Now, this is a big one because a lot of times a lot of our faith is built on someone else's witness or it's built by what we've seen or what somebody else told us. Now, to become closer with God, we have to understand that sometimes, and we talked about this yesterday, sometimes you got to go through some stuff. See, a lot of us kind of get in the way. Now, I'm not going to say kind of. We do get in the way of what God has for us because we don't feel that we can measure up or because the stuff that happened in our life in our church relationships or personal relationships, we feel as though that we are inadequate. But I got news for you. Sometimes it's a lonely place when you have to break through and get to where God has called you. Everyone has a gift. Everyone has a, a call. Everyone can't outreach. There's an anointing with outreach. Everybody can't speak. To a certain group of people Like for instance Brother John's anointing is in men That's not my lane Mr. Siron's anointing Is in the outreach I'm okay with it But that's what he's good at So why am I sitting here Saying well because I can't do it Like Minister Siron And I can't do it like Brother John then that means I'm not adequate enough Well I'm sorry I got to stop you Right there This is how we get ourselves Locked up in our mind And in our spirit because we compare Other people's anointing God gave you a lane And in the only way you're going to find out What your lane is Is by developing a relationship With him Now when you do that he is able to show you exactly where your lane is, how to execute it, and he will send the people in your life that is equipped to help you in your lane. See, we don't kind of wait for that. We like to take the keys, Brother Don and Minister Siron. Sometimes we just want to take the keys and run with it. We, we don't want to wait for the instruction manual. We don't want to wait. For the test drive We just want to take the keys and go And a lot of times We get ourselves into some trouble We get caught up So our faith gets tested We walk away The people that we thought was in our life Like church folks for example Yeah I said it We lose our faith But I'm telling you When it comes to the things of God Sometimes God has to separate you in order for you to get where you got to go. He also, number two, lays foundations for us. He lays the foundation just like he did with the, the, the disciples. He spent more time with them so he could reveal himself more fully to them. Now, in present day, our relationship with Christ is in the word, right? 
the more we put our time in the word, the more we go through certain things, there are certain tools and strategies we can use that's in the word that can pull us out of our mess. When we do that, we start laying the foundations that Christ had for us, which in turn creates focus. We begin to get focused on what God has for us and everything else in your life starts to turn around. It is a growth process. That's why when you go through puberty, a lot of stuff hurts. Why? Because you're growing into the thing. You're growing into becoming a man. You're growing into becoming a woman. So you go through growing pain. Now, equipping for ministry. This is something that has been very mistaught. Now, for equipping for ministry, because you can't speak in tongues, does that mean does not mean you don't have an anointing for it? Uh-oh. Equipping for ministry does not mean you have to have five degrees on your wall. Uh-oh. Equipping for ministry does not mean you got to have six figures in your bank account. Uh-oh. Now, in this phase, the disciples learn to serve what or who? Each other and engage in ministry under the guidance of Jesus Christ or in modern days, a mature believer. Jesus called to his disciples and he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men, which indicates that he was moving them to the next phase of growth. Jesus took his disciples with him and he went about teaching and ministering to the people. So pretty much when the disciples were with Jesus, they were being mentored. See, we don't like that word either, gentlemen. We don't like being mentored because we got our own thing. I don't need Minister Siron or Brother Don to tell me nothing because I got it all together. Well, I'm sorry because sometimes you get into a place, you get into a funk, which we talked about uh, last month in regards to getting stuck. Sometimes you feel that you're so inadequate that you put yourself in an arrested development. Uh-oh. Now, step four in equipping yourself in ministry, it develops new leaders. Now, when you're developing new leaders as you're being mentored by your, your man or woman of God or man or woman that you trust that's going to keep you accountable in the spirit, this in turn births other leaders or other ministries. Now, what we were taught, gentlemen, is that ministry is having a church. No, it's not. Ministry could be anything. As long as you're allowing God to lead you in your place or in your lane, God's going to make it possible so the people that you talk to, that you mentor in your ministry, will grow and become leaders in their ministry. It is our place to develop the seed in the people we come in contact with, not hold them hostage. 
Therefore, they get arrested in development because we want them to keep sowing into our ministry. Uh-oh, I'm getting in trouble with that one. We only lost 12 people with that one. Or, or we try to keep them holding hostage because they can sing real good, gentlemen. Uh-oh. Or we try to keep them hostage because we don't want to lose our membership uh, because they're good at bringing in the folk. Uh-oh. See, we got a lot of stuff going on, and we got to get it right. Now, there are, and we talked about this also, that there are two dimensions in spiritual growth, which is equipping and restoring. We talked about that as well. So go back and get the podcast and and follow us in that. So we're going to talk about the posture. Now, we tiptoed around it a couple of weeks back. And a lot of people don't understand what that means. What does that mean? Jesus had a posture of growth. What? Jesus had a posture of growth. He was the son of God. What are you talking about? Well, let me throw some scripture in here real quick. Luke chapter 2 verse 40 says, There Jesus grew up maturing in physical strength and increasing in wisdom and the grace of God rested on him verse 52 says and jesus kept on growing in wisdom in physical stature in favor with god and in favor with others notice in notice the end in jesus's growth it's a present perfect progressive tense Describing an action with past, present, and future implications. He was, is, and will mature, increase, and grow. Jesus exhibits a proactive and active posture of continual growth. When you don't embrace a posture of growth, family, this is where you stay arrested in your development You simultaneously eliminate the benefits of growth. If you're not careful, you'll become stagnant to the world around you. In times of change, learners inherit the earth while the learned ED find themselves beautifully equipping to deal with a world that no longer exists. Uh Uh-oh. Well, I got a question. How can we grow in God? How can we obtain the posture of growth when we're still arrested in our development? Mr. Saron, you have the floor. Well... One of the first things I, I would I would say is um, based on reading and getting to know our Heavenly Father through His commandments and decrees and statutes through Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and Exodus, and then looking at the life of Jesus Christ through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, 
and understanding all the dynamic aspects of whom I serve. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they provide a complete function of what it is to be righteous and holy. And understanding that, yes, God is obviously the proprietor of love. He invented love. But none can match his wrath. Jesus Christ, he showed compassion. But none could match his righteous indignation when he walked into that temple and saw that they were misusing his father's house. And the Holy Spirit will snatch your soul up out of you like he did the husband and wife who thought to deceive the church and deceive God. And so getting a full understanding of, yes, God is there and his son is there and the Holy Spirit is there and who they are is without compromise. We don't have a God that serves us. We have a God that we serve. We don't have a master who just tends to us. We have a master that we tend to. And the Holy Spirit isn't just around us. At times, he is within us. And understanding that is absolutely important. But you can't come to that understanding all by yourself. You must have fellowship with brothers and sisters in Christ. Because God's not going to give you everything that you need. And some things he's going to give to someone that you're going to have to take on faith. That God is working in them and through them. And he's not going to send the most popular person. He's not going to send somebody who you think he's going to send. Sometimes it's going to be that person that you like, really, God? Him? Or really, Lord? That, that's what you're going to use to, to point me down this road? Well, I don't, I don't want him. And then you miss out. And so that's something that we've all got to come to an understanding. Earlier, you said sometimes in order for God to help you grow, he's got to remove certain people from your life. Well, sometimes we'll remove people from our lives, and we think that it's God removing them, but it's actually us, and it's something inside of us that we have to deal with that brings us back together, to help us be strengthened and encouraged. And so I was just looking here at Matthew, well, with Jesus Christ. He says, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. I came to set people against each other. You either going to be with me and my father's kingdom or not. There is no halfway in Peter that fence. And I, I got to say, when I go talking about the Lord and trying to help people see some of the things that he has shown me, I come off wrong. And, and Chris, that's one of those things where you would be uh, better suited at that than I am, which is why the Lord gave you a radio station and not me. I mean, he might give me a show to say something in, but he ain't going to give me a station to run because that's not what he wants for me. And I'm, I'm cool with that. Hey, that's it, brother. That's, that's where I'm at with that one. Yes, sir. Brother Don, same question. How can I have a posture of growth when I'm still arrested in my development, you have the floor. Hey, man. You know, when you started this series, 
I had to go back. You know, arrested development was a term that I heard many, many years ago and never really picked up on it. And, and that's kind of why I was excited when you started this series, because it was going to address some things that people need, you know. And I love what the apostle out of New Jersey was. He really hit home with me to see we want to incorporate it as being totally spiritual. But really, it's, it's that portion of our thinking. It's that portion of our mental aspect that's unfortunately that part of us that dislodges us spiritually. And the thing about the arrested development and where we're at and how can we grow, and, and you and uh, Minister Siron said it perfectly, we are to surround ourselves with godly men and women of influence. See, the reason I say that is because if you have to have someone around you to help filter some of that out in your thinking, because your thinking is going to directly affect what you do spiritually and how you receive. And if you don't have someone to help you filter that through, you're going to stay in that state. And all you're going to do is compile a bunch of good words, good lessons, good teachings. Because I heard you mention the disciple. And it wasn't very long ago I was just looking at the disciples when they were with Jesus. And really, to be honest with you, they just thought he was a good teacher. They didn't know he was God in flesh. They didn't recognize that they were walking with, with, with God. They, they didn't. It wasn't until he came back to them after the resurrection that they, that they could connect all his teachings together. And they had that revelation of who he was, the son of God. Now, Peter alluded to it that night when he asked Peter, who do people say that I am? And who do you say that I am? And then that's why Jesus could say, hey, blessed art thou, because nobody can reveal this to you but the Holy Spirit. Nobody can reveal this to you. So when we're in that state of arrested development, our thinking isn't engineered or geared for revelation. Our thinking and everything is just engineered for survival. We want to just survive through this. We just want to. We just want to make it through. So when you have that attitude, you can't have growth. You see, because growth is perpetuated on what I want to be for the kingdom. What What's going to fit into my purpose? How am I going to elevate and level up through this these words that I'm hearing? So when you get to that point where 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 your mind is arrested, and we have to take that word arrested. That means it's confined, constricted. It, 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 it's in a state where it can't go further. It's stuck, stuck right there. And that has a lot to do with the way that we're approaching our thinking. That has a lot to do with the way that, that a lot, we allow influences to come in our lives. And I heard Minister Siron was uh, talking about people that in your, that in your lives. And that's why sometimes... We do discard people in our lives because we that, that are beneficial to us because we're arrested in our thinking and, and we can't have no development. So what do we do? We react. We're not proactive. We react. And a lot of times those reactions are, are, are wrong. But if you want to get growth, what you got to do, and the most important thing it is, is to get yourself around people that can mentor and counsel you in a godly manner to help filter through some of that thinking to get you to the place that you can get a revelation of these words 
See, if you read the word of God, you can just read it as a book. But when your thinking is transformed into getting something, that Holy Spirit will reveal to you what's needed in your situation in that time. See, because there's atheists that know the Bible way better than a lot of Christian folk out here today. Demons know the word of God better than a lot of Christian folks today, but they can never get a revelation out of it because they never can commune with the Holy Spirit. So if you want to get to that point where you start growing again, if you want to get to that that point where you are receiving what you need, uh, sometimes you got to get around godly people that can mentor and counsel you and help you get through some of this stuff. See, because we're not we're, we're not to be lone rangers. We're meant to be together in this. That's why the word of God calls us the body, because we're joining together. You know, if you see a hand running down the street, you're going to think something's crazy, because the hand isn't connected to anything. We're supposed to be connected to one another, and that is the only way that a lot of times we're going to come out of this situation and, and and I'm not uplifting men or women. I'm just saying it, it, God will use these men and women in your life to help filter your thinking that you can receive and get the growth that you need so you can come out of your situation. Amen. Amen. And here, here's another uh, chink in the chain. See, Jesus prioritized his areas of growth. Oh boy, Psalms, what is he talking about? Okay, let's rewind a bit. Luke chapter 2, verse 52. It said, right? And Jesus kept on growing in wisdom, in physical stature, in favor with God, and in favor with others. Now, notice the four areas in which Jesus grew. He grew mentally. In wisdom, he grew physically in stature. He also grew spiritually favor with God. And the most challenging one that we all face socially favor with others. Uh oh. Yeah. Now, this is a good reminder. That our growth must reach into the critical areas of our life. Now, if you grew mentally but ignored your physical growth, your life may have an early expiration date. If you grow socially but neglect your relationship with God, then you're walking on thin Ice. Been there. Done that. Just saying. Now, also, we have to embrace our practices of growth. Now, I don't understand what you're saying, Psalmist, because this sounds a little bit too complicated for me. Uh, I thought I'm supposed to just go to church and serve in church, and that's it. Well, sorry. It's more to it than that. I'm sorry. But, see... Jesus embraced practices of growth. Now, it's also in Luke chapter 2, verse 46 through 47, it also says this. Now, the reason why I brought up separation 
This is why I bought it up. I bought it up because it says after three days of separation, they finally found him sitting among a group of religious teachers in the temple, asking them questions, listening to their answers. Everyone was surprised and impressed that a 12-year-old boy could have such deep understanding and could answer questions with such wisdom. Now, I want you to notice something about these two verses. Now, Jesus had a place to grow, which was the temple, okay? Number two, Jesus had people to grow, which were the religious teachers, Pharisees, Sadducees. Number three, Jesus had a process to grow, questions and listening. Uh-oh, I think that's a big one that we all had at one point in our life a problem with. Questions and listening. Listening is a very key component to growth. We like to talk a lot. See, I was there. I was there too. Uh, you talk a lot, but you don't want to take time out to listen to wisdom because you think you know it all. See, we memorized all the cliches. We memorized all the key scriptures, but we don't want to listen to anything new. And sometimes the reason we fail to grow is because we haven't placed ourselves in a growing environment or a growing mentality. Uh-oh. Well, we have a problem. And I'm very, very glad. Uh-oh. Someone's at the door, gentlemen. Uh, I think we got Apostle Barcel Walker in the building. God bless you, uh-huh. sir. Bless you. Bless you. Well, I don't know how much you caught, Apostle, but I know you gave some very great insight on this. And I know we've talked about this off air in regards to questions and listening and our growth processes in learning something new or getting a revelation of what God is speaking to us, not only through a man or a woman that's mentoring us, which is another problem, just listening overall. Let me, can can I ask you a question, Apostle? Can I get your take on this? Why is it so difficult for men and women of God to listen and ask questions? You have the floor. Well, well, you know, because uh, my brothers, God bless you, I, I think the reason why it's so hard for people to to do that is that they uh, people uh, feel like if you ask somebody something that makes them inferior, it, it seems like it's, it's making somebody better than them, and really that's that's the foolishness, and that's and that's a, that's a, a mindset that's not geared up to really what God is saying. What we what we need to do is we learn to listen to this is what gets the church in 
a problem today. We, we don't want to grow and advance and learn more things. We want to stay with the old idea. We stay with the old regime. But we have to we have to grow by being willing to listen to other men and women of God that have some insights. That's what we got to be willing to do. And uh, that that that's one of the big problems that uh, that you'll have with people. I hope there's nobody that we're associating with because it's it's very small that to have that kind of mindset that you can't learn from somebody else. That's the problem. And that and that seems to be one of the stigmas that we're dealing with, especially in present day, when we're dealing with bringing other people together. Because we get stuck like Chuck. We don't want to move. We feel comfortable in our lane. We feel that we're the smartest person in the room. But here's one thing. One day, you're, you will no longer be the smartest person in the room. Uh-oh. And you have to put yourself in environments where you're asking questions rather than giving answers. And when you surround yourself with growing people, you will improve the speed and direction of your life. Now, wisdom is a reward you get for a lifetime of talking. Uh, no. Uh, wisdom is a reward that you get for a lifetime of preaching. No, I'm sorry. I, re- I think I read that wrong. I'm sorry. Wisdom is the reward you get from a lifetime of listening. When you want to always have the answers to everything, sometimes it's going to put you in a place of arrested development. I, we're talking about spiritual now. We're not talking about mental. That's a whole nother show. So, question goes to you, Mrs. Siron. Why is it an issue that we can't listen? You have the floor. Well, Mostly because the stuff people are hearing aren't being followed by actions. So people no longer want to hear it. But then also, when it comes to the word of the Lord, people enjoy giving you what they think, what they feel, and what they believe instead of what God has said, what he has directed, and what he has given. And so being in an area where People, well, not an area, but being in a society where it's all about you, doesn't leave much room for what somebody else got to say. If it don't make you feel good, why listen to it? If they don't agree with you, it must be hate speech. It it can't be right because, hey, you agree with it. And so we get a whole lot of that going on where people have been given a falsified idea of who the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is. So if the lie is what's popular and been perpetuated and people are embracing, they're not going to listen to the truth because the truth don't fit their narrative. It doesn't fit their lifestyle. It doesn't fit what they want for themselves. And since many of preachers are out there preaching that God wants you to have your heart's desires 
God wants you to be wealthy. God wants you to have all the greater things. When somebody stands in front of them and tells them, well, no, nah, that's not always the truth. Sometimes, uh, well, in your life, bad health is going to hit you. So you got to accept the fact that God's going to do that. Um, struggles are going to come. And so when somebody's coming and pointing out, hey, maybe your struggle is coming because God said something to you through somebody that you didn't listen to. Maybe the position you wanted at your job didn't come because the person who had that position gave you the advice on how to get it, but you wanted to do it your way. Well, uh oh, that's been the struggle for a long time. Your way is my way or the highway. Or you don't have enough followers. Or you're not popular enough. Or you don't have the title. Oh, you don't got the title, so I'm not listening to you. Why would I listen to the best way to fix that car park? You're not the supervisor. Well, the supervisor isn't the one over here doing what I'm doing. And so, here, let me help you. And until people get that in their heads that the Lord didn't don't send the best and brightest all the time. The Lord's not going to give you what you want or what you think all the time. People won't listen. They'll hear you, but they will not listen. And so that's something we're going to struggle with. Yeah. Mm. Brother Don, same question, man. Why are we tripping? Why can't we just listen? I think Minister Siron hit it on the head. I, I, people are listening, but what are they listening to? That's the question. Uh-oh. You know, because a lot of times, as, as he alluded to, we've gotten to that itching ear syndrome where we only want to hear what's going to benefit us in the state that we're in. And just like wow. you said, the truth is going to pull you up and out. Jesus is that truth. He's the only one that can pull you up and out. But if I'm comfortable and I just want somebody to make me feel good in the state, in my situation I'm in, of course, I'm going to listen to them. We see it all around the world now, and it's called bad doctrine, false doctrine, and people flock to it. They flock to it because it's exactly what they want to here. And just like Minister Siron says, when someone comes with the truth, they reject it. They don't want to hear it because it doesn't fit their narrative. It doesn't fit their their, their category of things that's going to keep them where they're at. You know, even when Jesus ministered, a lot of times when he was ministered, he called out the Pharisees because he knew they didn't want to, they didn't want to hear what he had to say. And he would call them out on it continually over and over and over. Because he was giving them the truth But they wanted to believe Their version of the truth They didn't want to hear anything new They they wanted to be stuck In the same old Generational rituals And, and things that, that Could not promote growth Because there, was no, there wasn't that level of truth In it So people are listening Thomas Family, people are listening But what are they listening to just like today, we're bringing the truth. But some people are happy. Some people have gotten comfortable with where they're at. And they don't want any better. You've seen it. I've seen it. 
I, you know, I'll go back to my old community and I'll still see some of the same people in the same spot that's been there for the last 30, 40 years because they don't want, they, they think that, that that's all they're entitled to. You know, they think that that's all that they, they're, they're good for. But when you tell them the truth, they don't want to hear it. They want to hear other things as how, you know, you're going to help them in that situation. But like I said, people are listening, but I think they're listening with those itching ears. You know, they want that, 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 that honey dipped, that, that, that uh, sweet, savory word that's going to help them. And sometimes the truth isn't very, and I'm just speaking for myself, the truth isn't very easy to take sometimes because it's going to have you reflect on where you're at and what you need to be doing. And sometimes that's a hard pill to swallow. I know it was for me. When God challenged me on some things, man, it was tough. When he showed me myself through 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 the word and, and, and through counsel of others, that was a tough time. But I accepted it because I wanted up and out. And I think that, that this thing that we're talking about, arrested development, when we were talking about our thinking, you know, you, you can't really receive that. You, you 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 don't know how to process that, you know, from a spiritual standpoint. You won't get any revelation with that. So my thing is, I think people listening, but I think the better question is, what are they listening to? Have 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 we become a society, or or there's a big portion of our society out there that now that has the itching ears that don't want to hear the truth? And we know the word says not everybody's going to accept the truth too. We know that, but we're, you know, our job is to promote the truth, tell the truth, put it out there. And that's all we can do. Amen. 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 Well, one thing that I've learned even recently, that if Jesus knew the purpose of his growth, why can't I? Uh Uh-oh. Now, the same thing is we can arrest ourselves in our development because we feel inferior because the people that we know may have those things that the world requires. Well, some uh, our the church world requires as far as the degrees and things like that. But see, one thing that stuck out, this is point number four. See, Jesus knew the purpose of his growth. And I started realizing that I need to stop relying on folks and continue to keep my faith and, and my growth and maturity in what Jesus is downloading and be open to the fact that sometimes my lane may not be like your lane. Like I said, don't get me wrong. God bless you if you've obtained education in theology. I'm not knocking it. But sometimes, some, sometimes God leads people in different ways. Just like with millionaires. Some millionaires never took a business course in their life. Same scenario. But that's a whole nother, whole nother story. Let's get into this. Now, while Jesus is asking questions and listening in the temple, guess who shows up? And we know the story. His parents show up. Now, Look at how Mary responded. She said, son, 
Why have you treated us this way? Listen, your father and I have been sick with worry for the last three days, wondering where you were. We were looking everywhere for you. Paraphrasing. Then Jesus replied, why did you need to look for me? Wow. Now, if we said that to our parents now, well, some of us, because some of us on this panel, we, we grew up old school. So if I said this to my mom, why did you need to look for me? You know, the first thing we're going to get is a backslap or a switch. Just saying. But anyway, <laughs> didn't you know that I must be working for my father or I'm about my father's business? Now, neither Mary nor Joseph really understood what he meant by this. See, they were looking at it in a parental perspective. They weren't looking at it from a spiritual. Luke chapter 2, verse 48 through 50. Now, this entire passage of Scripture in Luke chapter 2, verse 40 through 52 is the picture, of course, of Jesus' growth. Hinged in the middle of this passage in verse 49, where Jesus leans into his purpose. At the core of Jesus' growth was an understanding of his purpose in his life. Now, that part right there keeps a lot of us stumped because we don't understand our purpose. We don't know what our purpose is because we were told what our purposes were. We had the great prophet come to the house and tell us what our purpose is. Uh-oh, let me get in trouble with that one. But anyway, let me keep going. Jesus knew that his gross growth was ultimately preparation for the fulfillment of his mission. But when did so much of Jesus' growth occur? Good question. In the years when the scriptures were predominantly silent on his life. Now, we have lots of details about Jesus' birth, and we have great details about his ministry, death, and resurrection, but the 30 years between his birth and his public ministry are almost silent. We know about those years in what we read in Luke chapter 2. That's where we discover Jesus growing towards his purpose. Personal growth in the hidden years is what God uses to prepare you for the public years. Now, personal growth in the hidden years is what God uses to prepare you for the public years. Don't lose sight of God's purpose for your life when it does not seem like things are going as fast as you think they should. Got the t-shirt, the hat, MP3, 8-track tape. Jesus was intentionally a about his growth so he could be keyword impactful with his purpose uh oh so here's the question 
So, Jesus' growth, do you need to bring into clear clear picture of your life? So, what are the key things that we need to bring into clearer picture when it comes to the hidden years in our development? Apostle Walker, I would love to hear your insight on this one. You have the floor. Well, well, one thing we have to look at is our life is so different than the life of Christ. He understood that he was the son of God. Even at an early age, he understood that. Even though, this what the Bible said, he learned obedience through the things that he suffered. He learned, and he had to listen to uh, Mary and Joseph as Joseph was nothing but his legal guardian. But we know he was not the biological father. He was the legal guardian. And so, so but he learned to become subject to them. As, as, as God, he never was subject to anybody, if you will. But the father, as you say. But as the, the Godhead is, you never had to be subject to somebody to tell what to do and all that. So, so here when he goes to the temple, of course he's saying to them, don't you know I must be about my father's business? You and I do not have the privilege of knowing about the father's business at an early age like Jesus. We, we don't have that privilege of, 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 of asking Knowing that, you know, we're 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 devoid of we're we're devoid of that. God didn't give us all of that that mighty insight. But uh, but the thing about it, though, we still have as we grow. Remember, Jesus' life because he was in his flesh, he 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 becomes a picture to everybody else in their flesh. He becomes a picture to youth youth in their early years, and and you know. As as the families are saved, so they are saved, but they need to work on their purpose of being saved. What's the purpose of being saved? Well, wh- why are they saved? They're, they're saved to, to do something. We're not saved just to just to be saved. We're saved to do something. We're, we're saved from something, and then we need to do something. So Jesus understood his purpose. His purpose was coming to he was born to die. He was born to die. He he was he was um he was formed in the by God to be able to to die. We're not formed by God to do that. We're not formed by God to do that. But but so but we can learn that he had a prayer life as a young man. He had the prayer life. We don't we don't have that prayer life. Uh until until somebody nurtures us. And trains us. So, so those are some of the differences with Jesus versus us. You know, Mr. Saron. Same question, man. What do we need to bring clarity in our purpose in your life? You have the floor. Know that. We were created with one purpose, one purpose alone. Everything in the universe was brought together for one purpose, to glorify God. He is worthy to be praised. Nothing that is in existence today came into existence without him. Glorify him. When we pray 
and we ask him for things that we need in our life, and he delivers it. Glory. When we can see what he's done in our lives and told those around us, we give a testimony which equals his glory. When I feed the poor, I don't do it so they can be full. I do it so they can know God's glory. When I'm working with people who are facing extreme violence in their lives from bullying or domestic abuse and all those things, and I bring them a witness of who God is, it's for his glory, his glory. Jesus Christ, he came to die, but his death ultimately led to God being glorified. The purpose is, is simplistic in itself. We're here to glorify God. We're here to learn about him through the life of Christ. We're here to be taught about him by the Holy Spirit. And we're here to look at his words to understand who he is that we may glorify him. Christ's death, burial, and resurrection brought us into reconciliation with God so that when we glorify him, it will be acceptable. Look at Cain and look at Abel. They brought him an offering. The offering was for his glory. One was accepted. One wasn't. Why was that? One was doing it because he felt an obligation to. The other one did it to glorify him. When that well swallowed up Jonah, that well swallowed that well swallowed Jonah up and spit him on that beach so he, Jonah, would go deliver that message so God would be glorified. That's it. Plain and simple. Look in the scripture, you find his glory. You look at nature, you find his glory. We look at our wives and the lives that we have created with our wives and we see his glory. That's what it comes down to from the understanding that I've received from reading his word. And I got it early on, real early, six years old. I prayed that God would make me as wise as Solomon and to the best of my ability, as obedient as his son. And that's, that's it. And knowing that God is going to be who God is and it ain't going to be necessarily who you want him to be, is vital in glorifying them. Amen. Brother Don, same question. What do we need to bring clarity in our purpose in our life? That's the floor. Consistency. Consistency is the key. Amen. James said, let patience have her perfect work in your life. And the translation of patience in the New Testament means endurance, steadfastness. See, the thing about Jesus and what made him so awesome was we hear about when he was 12 years old, and it picks back up when he was 33. But I can guarantee you he just didn't start praying in the Garden of Gethsemane early in the morning when he was 33. He was consistent with that each and every day consistency is the key we talked about that a little bit yesterday that the road for a champion is paved with consistency 
You can't pick it up tomorrow and set it back down and expect it to do the same thing next week. You have to be consistent with that thing. You know, and I was thinking about Abraham while you guys were talking. You know, Abraham is called the father of faith. He didn't have the New Testament to read. He didn't have the luxury of prayer meetings in the New Testament and all that other stuff that we have here today. What Abraham was, Abraham was consistently in the presence of God every single day. Consistency. We cannot do anything without consistency in our lives. I don't care how anointed you think you is. I don't care where you're at. If you're not consistent, and I'm telling you, I'm, I'm being transparent here because this is something that I had to learn. The fruit is developed through consistency. And that's what we got to understand. And that's why we, when we hear that verse in James, let patience have her perfect work, that's endurance. See, because every day you're not going to feel like getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning and praying. Every evening you're not going to feel like when you come home and, and the kids are going crazy, the wife is fussing at you, and, and the bank account's in the negative to crack open your Bible and read it. But I'm telling you here today, consistency. We have to will ourselves to do that. And once we will ourselves to develop that consistency in our lives, we will see things change dramatically. That's what's needed is that consistency. Consistency is the key. We have to. We have to toe the line. We have to continue on. See, because if we don't, we're going to fall victim to the cares and the things of this world. And they can't save you. They can't bring growth. They can't. I don't care how much Bitcoin you buy. It's not going to help you. Consistency is the key. You know, and, and, and we need to start teaching that a lot more about being consistent. About being consistent. Because it, it, sometimes it's not easy. But it's necessary. It's necessary. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, we have someone else at the door. He is the author uh-oh, of the Christian Comeback. He's also a youth pastor with his hats always extra starched, and they're always on fleek. Ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Nehemiah Fulbright is in the building. What's good? Hey, man, hallelujah. Thank you, man of God. Man, Pastor Chris, you always, man, you have a way of introducing a brother, making a brother feel good, man. Thank you, my man. I don't know how how much you've heard of the program, but I know the last question that's on the table, uh, we talked about, we were talking about the purpose and the posture of Christ and um, and how and how Jesus implemented certain postures in his growth and how we can implement them in our life. And the last question that was put on the table was, what do we need to bring clarity in our purpose in our life? And you have the floor. Mm. Amen. Uh, thank you, thank you, man of God, and uh, to all the men of all my brothers and men of God on the on the line. I just want to greet you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Uh, 
I just heard Pastor Don say consistency, which I I completely agree with. And I just want to go straight from the word, you know, to get clarity. You know, a lot of us are always looking for clarity. And the Bible, the scriptures just give us something clear as day that it says that if we would just follow it, we can get that clarity. And it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and I will direct your path. All your ways, acknowledge me, and I'll direct your path. That means in everything we do, in everything we do, that, that's where we already hear that word consistency coming into play. Uh, everything we do, we're always acknowledging him, always praising God, always giving praise to him. Praise just means to, you know, express approval or admiration. Praise is not dancing our art. You know, that's a form of praise, but that's not all praise is. If we're supposed to praise him at all times, then if we're not dancing all, at all times, then your definition of praise is not correct. But praise is always approving him, always lifting God up. As we're exalting God, God is going to come forth and show us himself to be real. If we're doing it at all types and all ways, always giving him praise, giving him worship. And we see that Christ, he went to go pray often. He often went away to go pray, to put himself to humble himself and get information from the Father. In order for us to get information, to get clarity about our lives, we must humble ourselves first. We must put ourselves in this position to where we can even hear from God. And you're not going to hear from God unless you speak to him and you address him. You acknowledge him for who he is. The Bible says, pray without ceasing. We should always have this posture of prayer like Christ did because we are considered Christians. If we're considered Christians, that means we're followers of Christ. We're doing what he did. If you read your Bible, you'll see he often went to go pray. So that's one thing we have to do. I believe we definitely have to be in this position to where we always want to be praying. And praying doesn't mean always getting down on your knees. Sometimes you can be praying and having a conversation with somebody right now. You know, you can be speaking to somebody. God has given you power to become sons of God. So you have the same power he has. If God can hear each and every one of us speak at the same time, then I know he's giving you the power to multitask to where you can be praying to him in your mind and still being able to have a conversation with somebody. Praying to him mm -hmm. in the spirit while your flesh is still able to hear and absorb information and you can give back to somebody. You can even give back to yourself. In a certain situation to where you need clarity. But how do you know the voice of God unless you got into your word? Unless you started to seek him. So we must, must pray. We must acknowledge him. We must use praise and worship constantly. Let it constantly be coming out our mouth to where we're always praising him. And then we'll start to see what God is just lighting up your path for you. Lighting up your path. He can do it by a sign on the road. He can do it by a friend's conversation, a text message, something you see on Instagram, Twitter, and he'll direct you and give you clarity in the situation. But he can even do it by confirmation. But you'll only know those confirmations if you've already been spending time with him. You heard him speak to you. You wasn't sure. But then because he loves you, he'll let somebody like Pastor Don say it. And you'll be like, man, I just heard that in my spirit. And that's where your clarity comes in. Praise God. Amen. Well, time be flying, man. Like, 
it just gets when we start getting good and the juices be flowing, the steak is ready, and we get to going, get to eating it, it just flies. But um, we're just about done with this series. But one thing that stuck out with me that Brother Don said was consistency. And I had a big problem with consistency because of the fact I allowed certain things in my life take control. So I couldn't be consistent in my call or my purpose because I wasn't what the pastor said I was or what I was doing to blatantly sabotage what God had for my life. Now, when it comes to understanding your development, when there's two stages here, and yes, there's a mental development, there's a spiritual development. Both elements you can be arrested in. Some elements in the mental capacity, you can be arrested based on chemical imbalance, you can be arrested based on perfect example of when you are reintroduced to society because you were in that state of when you were locked up. It, that's a form of arrested development because that's all you know. Now you're released. I don't know what to do now because all I know is the way of the system. So you now you have to be reintegrated to life depending on how long you've been locked up. You've probably lost 10 to 15 years and in 10 to 15 years technology has changed computers have changed we no longer have beepers now we got cell phones all this stuff so you have to learn everything all over again but see you have to be willing to grow in a mental capacity and in a spiritual capacity so you can integrate what God has, not only in the spirit, but also in the naturally. Also, when you're arrested in the, in the natural, sometimes there's some chemical imbalances that might happen. Not saying, we, like we like to do all the time, we like to blame the devil. It's the devil. It's the devil doing it. Da, 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 da. In a lot of cases, it's really not. You, you really need to speak with a healthcare professional to get that balance. And there's nothing wrong with that. But again, like what we like to do in the spiritual element, we like to say everything's the devil. And we want to pray it away. Well, some things require more than just prayer. So I hope you enjoyed this series. And of course, I want to get a final thought from each of you gentlemen in regards to arrested development. And of course, I want to get a take from the apostle because I know he's taking the time out to come on board here with us to, to to share and fellowship and break bread. So, Apostle Walker, any final yes, thoughts sir. in regards to this awesome series, Arrested Development? You have the floor. Well, as, 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 as I said, brother, in the beginning, and I'll say now, that we all have a level of arrestedness with us. We all have a level yeah. of arrestedness with us. But, but you either have some people that's either 
it's either acute or it's greater than that. So, uh, and you, I think we have to make sure that we, we're in control of where we're at in our development. Something we have to do. When we're younger, we can blame it on somebody else. But when we're of age and you're over 25, everything has already been structured and formed in you. It's our, our, our job to uh, go beyond where we started out. We got to Star Trek ourselves. And there's nobody to blame at this juncture that, of, of our life but us ourselves. So, brother, let's get ourselves together where we keep, um, you know, going forward and trying to learn as much, be re-educated, be re-invigorated, uh, and uh, we can make it to the end. Back to you, Saunders. Amen. Minister Styron, final thought. Our, our society today is becoming increasingly hostile to the gospel and the truths of the gospel. Not because the gospel went wrong, but because those who represented it have. People have made up things to make people feel good about themselves, given titles, given names, given understandings that do not line up with the whole word of God. It might line up with some of it, but not the whole word of God. And until people understand that God doesn't change for them, we change for him. Christ came to show us how to glorify our Heavenly Father, be reconciled to him. He taught us how to pray. He taught us how to interact. And he taught us how to take a stand with no compromise or tolerance for those things that leave our Heavenly Father disrespected. Our purpose, glorify him, praise him. Lift him up and spread the gospel, not just through our words, but also through our actions. And once we begin to get into that and pick up that affection for glorifying God, arrested development is going to keep you in prison forever. Yeah. Uh-oh. Brother Don, final thought. Amen, amen. You know, family, we've been talking about some heavy-duty stuff here, arrested development. And if you find yourself, if you connect with what we've been talking about, it isn't a hopeless place. Jesus can set you free in any situation that you're in. All you have to do is call out to him, and he will come and help you out. See, a lot of times we, when we talk about this stuff, it seems heavy and it seems hopeless. But Jesus is the hope, and that's what we want to leave you with here today as we get off, that there is hope. There is a solution to your problem, and his name is Jesus. Just call him. We all have, even though, even each and every one of us on this line today as ministers, we've had to call on Jesus, not just once, but many times through our situation. So it's never hopeless because there's always an advocate on your behalf, and his name is Jesus. Amen. Amen. Pastor Fulbright, final thought. Amen. Arrested development, you guys. It's a behavior. It's a behavior that's been taught, uh, that's been learned, and that's been practiced that is actually a bad behavior, you know. And one thing that we have to do is that we all have to submit to God's word. You know, fall in line to God's word. Read God's word to see 
what is the proper behavior, how we're supposed to be conducting ourselves. We never want to get into a place where we want to justify the things that we do that don't align with God's word. And that's what so many of us do. We make excuses for it. We want to do it. We want to continue to act in a way that we've been raised and we've been taught and we want to say it's okay. But there's a way that seems right unto man that in the end it brings destruction. It brings death. We have to humble ourselves and we have to line up with God's word. It's a must. God is a holy God. He wants us to be in the same limelight. So don't allow that thing to deceive you. Don't allow that behavior to be okay. It's okay to see that you have a problem and you need to be corrected. That's how each and every one of us are. We all need something that needs to be corrected. We are all in need of a Savior. And that's why we call on his name in the name of Jesus. But Jesus is not going to answer you if you come to him with pride, with something that you're still holding on to, with something that you refuse or you refuse to let go of. If you're arrested, that means that you have a strong person that has bound you. And if you call unto Jesus, still in that arrested development, that means that you're allowing that person to be stronger than Jesus Christ himself. Don't fall into that. Don't fall for the lie. Believe in God's word. Trust in God's word. Be humble. Praise God. Amen. Well, family... It's about that time. Time for us to say goodbye. But, of course, we will be back next Sunday with a brand new series. And I'm excited about this one. It's going to definitely pop some ears and make some people think. Because it's making me think preparing it. Just saying. So, family tune in next time if you mix this miss this show you can always go to roku tv look up endless podcast type in the psalmist voice radio network and you can listen to this show again if you missed it you can also go to block talk radio forward slash tv radio you can go to tune in you can listen to it there google podcast you can listen to it there you can listen to it on Spotify, or if you don't want to go through all that, just go to our website, www.tpvradionetwork.com, and you can click on any link that you feel that you need to listen to any of our shows on our network. And of course, don't forget to download Live 365. You can listen to all of our programming 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So, family, you are more than you think and greater than you heard. And when you see the summer's voice, when you see Brother Don, when you see Minister Siron, when you see Pastor Nehemiah Fulbright with his hat on blink, you better watch out because the starch is on point. Walk with us, family. Let's go. We'll see you next week. And, of course, we can't forget the apostle. He had to break off. But again, we love you. God bless you. We'll see you next week. We'll be taken out by Sam Roberts and Levi featuring J. Moss, Heartstrings. God bless you. We'll see you next week. And love, and joy, play
Radio, Central Texas.